0: Hello, I am Andy Grant. Welcome to Real Men Feel. We are honored to have you join us today and hopefully uh, you've joined us many times before, but if not, you know, welcome to the whole experience. Real Men Feel is all about creating a place for men to be allowed and encouraged to express whatever emotions showing up for them. Um, This isn't about being happy and smiling all the time. and It's not about being angry and miserable all the time. It's about allowing you as a man to be human and to express all of the full emotional range that you have available to you as a human being. So we are live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern doing a live recording. We're then syndicated to YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. I encourage you to subscribe to us at iTunes. You can do that easily by visiting realmenfeel.org iTunes. You can also connect with us in a number of ways on social media. You can follow us on Twitter at RealMenFeel.org. And you can become a a true fan of the show on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RealMenFeel. Again, this is a weekly program. We last about 30 or 40 minutes. You don't have to be a man to listen or enjoy or even be a guest. We have had actually many females join us in full participation. Um, And it's been a wonderful experience. All links mentioned in the show uh, are captured in show notes, which you can find at RealMenFeel.org. And, uh, let's see, now that all the manly housekeeping is out of the way, I think you can get on to the, the proper show. Um, so I want to introduce and welcome my friend and co-host, as always, Apio
1: Hunter. Hey, Andy. How are you doing today? It's great, and it's good to be back with you, the two of us back on the show again. We've, <laughs> we've been out of sync these past few weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's real. Okay, it's okay. This is the first time in a month that we have both been together for a show. Yeah. In um, yeah. late September, they were. Yeah, my dad had some health concerned. So I had to bail out of a show very quickly. It was uh, when you talked to Joseph Cope. Right, exactly. The, the men, welcome to the men's group, the the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took a week off because I was actually on vacation and I went to Utah, where, where you live.
1: I know. And it's like you were like 30 minutes away from my house and I didn't even get a chance to see it. But I, I totally understand because you're busy with your buddies. So yeah. totally okay. And
0: then last week we thought we'd be back. But last minute, you had to cancel and it was much more. And I, I wanted to, I didn't call out in the show cause I wanted to and so, like, you couldn't make the show because you chose to spend time with your grandchildren. <laughs> right. And I was like, right. yeah. And that is like, that exemplifies real men feeling.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. Like, like putting that as, as a top priority. And I, yeah. so I just want to honor you for that choice and, and really call it out too.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. It was, it's been amazing. They're still here. They're still here until Monday, but uh, my husband decided to go ahead and take them down to see their cousin, the third grandchild, who's just uh, about 40 minutes south of where we live, and give me a little bit of space so we can do the show, because he knows how important this show is to me. So, cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well,
0: so since the time that we haven't communicated, and I don't think I've shared it with the show, I did write a blog post about this. My my stepmother passed uh September ninth. Mm-hmm. And um she wasn't someone that I'd ever lived with. Um and when she was brought into my life I was really against her. I was like six or seven years old when I met her and you can't replace my mom and I treated her like crap and but uh I really got to appreciate her uh uh, the more I grew up, and as as adults, we had a really great relationship. She was really became friends with my wife Lori, um, but we she she passed, and is really a good passing. Yeah, um, yeah. And because she was, uh, you know, we would often talk about depression and, and suicide because she certainly knew where I was, and her her um, her training was in early childhood development, and she'd often tell me that. You know, watching my parents fight over me and twist me and use me to send money back and forth and alimony. She's like, oh, you're destroying this boy. (laughs) She wasn't allowed to say anything. (laughs) But she also dealt with depression and suicidal thoughts in a different way. And that she went about 35 years without ever seeing a doctor. So she was very sick. She was in chronic pain all the time and just refused to see a doctor. Really? You know, it's almost like the, I would call it like the slow drip of suicide. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna intentionally not seek help. I'm not gonna care about my physical self until I die.
1: Boy, it so seems it's almost like what my mom is going through. Uh, yeah,
0: still dealing. That is she still acting she's, that she's, way?
1: She is still acting that way. She refuses to go through doctors. She refuses to do anything. She does not trust doctors at all. <laughs> And it seems like, yeah, you know, law of attraction. You know, what you think about, you bring about. And so every time she goes to the doctor, nothing. And it's true. There's nothing. So it's like, why bother? Yeah. I totally can relate.
0: Yeah. So she finally – she was finally in enough pain and throwing up blood in May and June. She went to the hospital, mm-hmm. and but she refused most tests because, like, whatever you find, I'm not going to treat it. So they were very confused. So she went home and – you know, went into palliative care and hospice care. And that's where Lori, my wife, really was the primary caregiver and set things up and seeing her every day in, in, until she, she finally passed. Yeah. Um, but throughout all this, we always thought my dad was going to die 1st He's I've been <laughs> for five years and counting. He's got dementia, diabetes, heart disease. It just goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and he also has uh, a history of, of mental illness and bipolar and depression. So we really thought, well, she goes, he's going to crash. In a big way. And uh, fortunately, that hasn't happened. But while I was yeah. away in Utah on vacation, which was a vacation with eight of, uh, actually, seven of my high school buddies and then a couple from college, so it's sometimes we had 10 people out there. Oops, are we back? All right, I'm gonna keep talking.
1: <laughs> no, I'm back. I'm
0: here. Okay, I got a little internet warning message there. Okay.
1: Get... <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. <laughs>
0: So we'll just keep rolling.
1: Okay, you still see me right now? Yeah. Okay,
0: great. Yeah, we're still here. All right. Oh, yeah. So I had this uh, big vacation with, uh, with seven high school buddies and a couple college friends. So it's sometimes out in Utah, in Moab, we were a group of 10. And at our weakest, we were a group of eight. Um, hmm. And it was it a was really awesome experience. And I had never been there. And we we're hiking and mountain biking and hit Arches National Park and running all over Moab and went into Colorado for Mesa Verde's uh, National Park. Um, went on to Canyonlands and Capitol Reef and Zion and Bryce and all these places I'd never been each. And I kept doing energy work each day. Like, what would it take for today to top yesterday or to top top the day before? And each day kept getting better and better and bigger and bigger. And, you know, these are a lot of guys I've known for the longest time. They knew me through depression. They knew me attempting suicide in high school. And they, a couple of them have had experiences with, with energy work and coaching and workshops, but most of them not. Um, but it was like sometimes they would pull into a parking lot. Oh, we're never going to find a place to park. Like, watch what you're saying. Yeah, thoughts become things. We're going to turn that around right now. Say you're finding a parking spot. Like, oh, yeah, okay, right away. I'm sorry. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll kind of like, like, play that game with shit. folks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. In the National Park, I would kind of do some, uh, i call them a little bit of shamanic rituals and just really helping myself get present and grounded and appreciating where I am. And, you know, I didn't need, they could have said things, but they, they would just stop and like kind of watch and be quiet and make this solemn face because they were afraid to interrupt whatever I'm doing. But uh, so it, it, I had a lot of fun uh, with that and the place and just the notion that all these guys were together. We shared one condo for a couple of nights then we split it to two. But, you know, everyone still came out friends. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know. Well, usually with guys, that's generally true. Well, <laughs> we a, have yeah. a way of, of being able to get along well. Um, even, well, particularly if we're having fun, especially if we're having fun, yeah. um, where we can be challenged is when we're in one of those circles where we start sharing the more intimate parts of ourselves that we would rather keep hidden. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, the the men's group with Joseph Colt, but that was absolutely, you know, where things can really kind of surface and so forth. So I'm curious about something. When you were going to the different national parks, two questions. First of all, which one is your favorite? And second one, where was your most powerful energy experience in which of the parks? Oh.
0: So the the most powerful experience is probably because it was the first one. And the first park we went to was, was Arches, and that was mm-hmm. the first place I stood and so on. Just like so, I really f- felt things there. Mm. Um, and we we got there; it was crowded like Disneyland to get in. And we went r- straight to the back and did Devil's Garden Trail, which is yeah. the rear of the park, so it was really nice and deserted. There was nobody but us. And so that it, it just the, the the amazing solitude. Like I I can't like I've been to the Grand Canyon and in every park in Utah. Every every horizon looked like you know infinite Grand Canyon. <laughs> like, like where does this end? I, it was that was the really amazing infinite wow limitless experience. Yeah, so the first movie, like, the arches really hit me with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again I got a it's like a, the, the close second or one A one B. Um, then it was Bryce because just every corner, every, like it was just new We're like wow this that shape with this color is like what it just you know just nonstop amazement.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, usually, because those are my two choices as well. Arches, hands down, is my first choice, but a close second would be Bryce Canyon.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so we had a full day and multiple hikes at each place, and, like, there's still – oh, I just could still so easily go back. Um, and that's how I, I – I would hate to be in a place like, all right, I'm sick of this. Let's move on. You know, so I'm really glad, like, oh, they're both places I would visit again.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. And I feel really fortunate to be so close to them, yeah. although actually – at, you know, when something is in your backyard, you tend to take it for granted. So it's been about five years actually since I've been to the parks. Well, I've been to Yellowstone multiple times.
0: Oh, still, so that's a still a place I've never been. I've oh, of. but a couple, that, two, of, two of the friends in my group have visited Utah and Br- Bryce and Zion fifteen times. Wow! So we really had some built-in tour guides. So <laughs> you know, we, at one point, we went off. It was in between traveling from, from Moab up to Bryce. Someone read about this place called Spooky Gulch. And we went 28 miles down a dirt road onto another dirt road. By the time we get there, the sun is setting and it's a slot canyon. We're like, well, score, let's go anyway. So we're going through a slot canyon it, and the sun's gone. It's pitch dark. And it's wow. narrow and narrow. And I'm like, contorting myself trying to get through. And it was so tight. My shirt ripped open and the back of my coat is shredded by the time I like got out. Because I, I couldn't get through it all. Wow! All right, this is when I'm screaming. I'm like giving birth inside this thing to get myself through.
1: <laughs> kind of like that one movie. Sea,
0: just the moonlight is the only light there is. But uh, oh, beautiful!
1: Oh, How beautiful! Yeah. And it, it reminds me of that one movie um, came out a couple of years ago about the guy who got stuck in the slide. Yes, can. that's what it,
0: that's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And luckily, yeah, uh, it was amazing. So my I came back. in My back. I've had the chiropractor visits three times since. Spooky Gulch had me reaching to go in different shapes I wasn't meant to.
1: But, uh, I, that's one Gulch I had not heard of, so I'm yes. going to have to go check Look it. For it
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see what it looks like in the day. But we went to see what it looked like in day, but we had the, I mean, they were bats and stuff. It was just like. Wow, you know, wow, was, lives up to its <laughs> name, right? Yes, it,
1: it, it. <laughs> I guess it also te- teaches you a whole new definition of sucking it in, <laughs> or sucking yeah. it up, right? Yeah,
0: because I, I could suck in my gut, but I'm like, right. it's my breastbone that won't, I can't move beyond this thing anymore. And, <laughs> you know, my buddies that were in the lead are mm-hmm. you know one is like you know five six 140 pounds and that's who got all the way through everything and i'm like yeah i'm not gonna i can't yeah. i'm gonna give up trying to force myself to follow <laughs> the lead someone. yeah
1: exactly the skinny guy <laughs> the short <Yeah>. skinny guy <laughs> yeah
0: yeah but but it, again it was a real blast and they were they were adventure parts and just tourist parts and everyone got along and there were a couple times i really just stepped back we, we had like those night around a campfire stuff and and i was just i i walked across street to take a piss and I look back on my friends, and I—I I was in tears. And it's like, man, this like this—this this just doesn't get old. Stuff I've been doing with these guys since high school, and I just felt so fortunate that we, you know, I think we had a trip 25 years ago. We thought we'll do this all the time, and it took 25 years to, for all of us to do it again. You know. <laughs> So, again, we've all committed that it won't take us that long, but you, you, right. just, you don't know.
1: Right, exactly. You you have no idea how life is going to get in the way of everything else. In fact, last time that you and I were in were in Key West together, we had a similar conversation. So we gotta we gotta do this again soon. And well, soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's been over a year since we've seen each other in the flesh.
1: Exactly, yeah. And it was, yeah, January. Yeah, you're right, over a year. Dang. Okay. Well.
0: So, uh, so last week with Gary Kyle on, and we we're talking about the importance and, and actually the necessity of, of men crying, of, of how it helps us emotionally, physically. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a problem with that. And, 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 and in fact, being a crier made me question that, oh, I'm not a real man because I cry easily.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm glad that we can rephrase and reframe what all that really means. And that's a big Absolutely. part of the show and, and our sharing as well. But so I'm, you know, I'm weepy there and I'm feeling stuff. And then another night, the a guy I see the least who, you know, put the brainstormed and had us all scheduled down to the hour of where we'd go. He just grabbed me and said, you know, oh, it's so good to see you and I love you, man. And I'm just like, I love you too. And just, you know, getting the tears going. And we could have been in a bad deodorant ad or something. But, <laughs> you know, we just had these, these really nice moments over and over and over, and it was just splendid. But while I was there, I got a message from my wife that my dad it was taken to the hospital. Mm. And right before I left, the the reason that I missed the last show that I thought we'd both be on, right. um, my dad was at uh, a doctor's appointment with my wife and got told that he was in end stage renal failure, and they said it just like you must know this, right? And they were like, "Well, no one has said this. What's going on?" So we're researching that, and it says days to weeks to live. Um. So the, quickly the next day we see the nephrologist. And then it took me a long time. I kept saying nerfologist, but he doesn't study nerf. <laughs> <It's a> nephrologist.
1: <laughs> nephrologist, and that sounds nefarious. Just yes. the
0: <laughs> so they need a better name for the kidney specialist. But anyway, he looks at all the data and doesn't come across as that dire at all. So uh-huh. like, all right, I guess he's gonna live. I'll go on my vacation. Yeah. But so he went in and this while he's in the hospital and the the reports from back from my wife are are um Heart, re- heart renal failure, congestive renal failure and kidney renal failure. He's like drowning his own fluids and, you know, just things are not looking good. Oof. And I was just like, oh, don't have another person in my family die and have it be on Lori's watch and her dealing with the burden of this and all that. So That's right. um, he made it to, you know, I got, the day I got home, he got out of the hospital the next day um, with mm. more drugs and more disorders and diagnoses and it just makes no freaking sense because i see him today he's already decided he's off the oxygen he's supposed to be on he looks 10 years younger than he did on you know three days ago and it's like he just gets pissed off like you think i'm gonna die well i'll show you and he'll get that burst of health
1: And so, I swear sometimes I think we must have the same pair of parents <laughs> because, you know, my my mom goes through the same thing my dad even went through very similar things before he transitioned back in February similar stuff where you would think okay on the edge and then a few days later yeah fuck you I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around a while longer yeah,
0: yeah. so, oh, so during all this so I'm combating with the fun and kind of with the guilt that that's going at home but we get home everything's cool um and then it's time to deal with the estate of my stepmother Mm -hmm. who who had a a good size estate she had built this home so Mm -hmm. that they could both live in it live in care could be in this home and take care of them both instead of anyone ending up in a nursing home Um, she took great care of my dad paid for his insurance to make sure everything's covered and stuff and for years she had been telling Lori and i that you know you're in my will and it's important to me and she even always because she was quite a feminist um, explicitly made, I'm leaving something to Lori and to you. So that even if you're two split, Lori gets remembered, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Funny thing <laughs> she did. And uh, while that. going through all of her, her, her affairs and taking care of cleaning her up because my, my dad just isn't capable of doing that. And sure, I was right. having a lot of fun finding old pictures. And we had found that she had saved like um, every letter I'd ever sent to her. And pictures of our wedding were in this box. And so all these little mementos of what she saved um, almost like every birthday card we'd ever sent her, we found in a box, um, and we also found this this letter to her attorney from two thousand and ten, listing the amounts of money to Lori, the amounts of money to me, and like, and it was substantial. I'm like, oh my god, this is bad. so. We had like weeks of like high vibration and gratitude, and like, oh, praise be to Maryland, and this is fantastic. And um, sure. earlier this week, we hear from the lawyer representing the estate. Mm-hmm. We're not named in it at all. He had never seen that letter that we had found. So, yeah. But the face that you're making, we, uh, <laughs> bottom dropped out, like, just wow. betrayal and confusion and heartbreak. Sure. Could this be yeah. a, been a conscious decision? Did she just forget horribly? Was she in worse shape mentally than we thought? Right. And uh, so we're still going through that. And, and she also left nothing for my dad. Like, yeah, okay so
1: it's like so now it goes into probate and it has to go no, through. she process? has
0: the state she has it it's just she's it doesn't Remember. mention me lori or my dad he gets the right to live in this house but he got no money as well
1: wow does so, she have any other children or anything no, like that or? no
0: siblings no okay. children the closest kin are a couple cousins Okay. It was just super. Everyone that was around her, her best friend was like this makes no sense. Everyone's in shock, and my dad is like feeling so like because he's like, "I thought you did." I'm like, "Yeah." What we that letter that we found ex- matches everything they've ever told us for years, but sure, yeah. it was there, if it get it didn't get to the attorney, it's like it didn't exist.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So, um, and this was really all these things coming together in mm-hmm. the sake of the show, and I don't always like feeling. Mm. it's not always fun to be a real man who feels um,
1: sometimes it sucks
0: yeah like this time. this time like i uh these are, the estate was made when they lived in florida for a while when my stepmom was taking care of her dying parents and then uh, they've lived back in massachusetts then mm-hmm. but like i was sure all right these attorneys fucked up i'm
1: i'm, I'm sure
0: to i'm gonna beat the snot out of every fucking person in this office who lost this letter from 2010 and is trying to like fuck with us now
1: right right and, yeah
0: and, and Lori is upset in a different way. She's like, if this woman loved me so much and kept telling me that, why didn't she make sure things were proper and in order? Sure. And yeah. Yeah. Um, when we first got to, I couldn't stay. I, like, bolted. I left. I had to go drive. I wanted to get drunk. I wanted to get in a fight. Mm-hmm. I, like, I had all this rage that had nowhere to go. Sure. Because, and, and then I would, you know, kind of just go in and try to connect and be intuitive. And, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I just get this wasn't her intention. Like, I, she believed we were being taken care of and everything was in order. But uh, there's this horrible disconnect.
1: It's a curious thing because because when a letter is written, it is, this is actually not the first time that I've heard of something like this happen, where somebody writes the letter, they make sure it's all taken care of, all their intentions are clearly stated, and because it's been written and printed and even signed, they just know life continues on and everything else. And in their mind, very clearly it's done. It's taken care of. But that step, that yeah. final like step.
0: We've, we, with her will, with her cremation, prepaid papers was this letter spelling it all out. Right. So right. like, oh, fantastic. And just like, what? So again, the, the, the yeah. bottom dropped out and, you know. Boy, so, talk about
1: feeling and yeah.
0: Sometimes sh- I want to feel So I Sometimes want to get drunk. Sometimes I just want to say, fuck it all. Then mm-hmm. that's, um, a couple of my buddies got together last weekend to talk about Utah and this was the day after we discovered this and I said, you know, I'm around, I'm not doing anything, but I'm going to be bouncing between balling and wanting to punch somebody and I don't want to put you guys through that.
1: So I, know it's not be fun. <laughs> I haven't seen you in 25 years. We haven't been on one of these trips yeah. in 25 years. So I don't want to punch any of you.
0: So I just <laughs> really wanted to, you know, share all this and talk about it openly to just, to, again, to model how it is and um, yeah it doesn't always feel good to be willing to feel yeah but but that's the biggest part of it mm-hmm. like being willing to be uncomfortable with my own shit and not understand and be confused and frustrated sure but instead of bearing it instead of just sitting on it instead of because easily not long ago hide in bed suck or, or I'd go in a bender just be drunk for three days and just black this out or you know do some sort of way to act out and well, fuck you! I'll fuck you, world! I'm gonna act like I inherited this money and go buy a lot of shit that I can't pay for. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, buy things that don't need with money I don't have to impress people I right. don't like. Yeah, right. I've <laughs> I've done that yeah. retail therapy too many times. Yeah. You know, it, it's fascinating that you, you should talk about you know having those feelings and, loud and and being okay, even being okay with not being okay with. Because, you know, I went through such a, a very similar process fairly recently myself. And, you know, to the point where I ended up having to you know, post something on my own personal blog. I'm thinking, you know what? I need to share this one to the Real Men Fuel blog also. Because, you know... You and I have talked about this before privately and I don't know if we've really talked about it much on the show but about how energy, how our emotions are a form of energy and all energy runs in currents, whether it's an electrical current, an ocean current, an air current, whatever, there's always those currents that are going on and, and so the best way for a current to to go is to let it flow, keep flowing and to keep flowing. And when we're real enough with ourselves, that we allow ourselves to just feel and we allow ourselves those emotions to just keep flowing through us. It's it's okay. I mean, I I very recently when I was going through one of those stages where I was just pissed off, I was ready to just go apeshit on a lot of different folks, and it wouldn't have been pretty. I mean, I would have probably burned a lot of bridges had I let go completely. And I kept using one of my exercises was which is, it's okay, it's okay that this, it's okay that I'm feeling angry, and it's okay that I'm, I'm frustrated, I'm, and listing all the emotions, and eventually what ended up happening was, I, I was like, no, I'm not okay with this. It's, and then I'm like, okay, light bulb moment. It's okay that I don't feel okay with any of this. And suddenly, gone. Yeah, gone. yeah, that, a, a
0: hard lesson for, for me to learn is, acceptance doesn't mean you're okay with everything. It's just like, you accept that everything sucks, or you're not sure how to feel right now. And that is just the first step to then removing that block, removing the resistance.
1: And that's one of the big reasons why I choose not to use the word acceptance, because in our society, and especially with men, acceptance tends to have a significance of capitulation, of giving up, of just not wanting to strive for something better. So I've consciously, and cho- consciously chosen to always use the term be okay with something instead because it doesn't have the same emotional baggage or societal conditioning associated with it. And, you know, when you're okay with something, not only are you giving yourself a lot of space to be able to wiggle, you're also saying, I'm giving myself permission to look for something better, to move on, to get something better. So yeah, I, I've almost taken the word acceptance completely out of my vocabulary, except in certain rare circumstances.
0: Right. Yeah. Just yeah. going to be okay with things not being okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It won't always feel okay. Yeah. Even though, man. even though in the big picture, yeah, I can step back and go, no, everything's fine, but no, it isn't <laughs> bullshit. No, it isn't. Yeah. yeah. Like there's I'm, a, I just, I really, um, when I had kind of like my, so again, instead of getting drunk and kind of old habits, I'm driving around. I'm I'm cranking up uh cranking up New Metallica song. I'm cranking up old White Snake that was in my car. And I'm and I'm guzzling um freaking Gatorade. I'm like well, I need to go go to gas station. <laughs> All right, give me the two liter bottle of. I'm got to just drink something. And like and uh and I'm just driving around going fuck. <laughs> and- until
1: I felt better. <laughs> That's, I mean, my go-to is Evanescence, the hardest, harshest Evanescence songs I can get. And same thing. I'm just like, ah, just screaming at the top of my lungs so that nobody can hear me. And yeah, it feels good to be able to do
0: that. Yeah, because my favorite band is Metallica. Their, their new single is called Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And mm. the chorus is, we're so fucked, shit out of luck. Now, like when it first came out, like, well, that's pretty negative for them. I'm not sure if I like this song. I'm like, oh, I love this song.
1: That's great.
0: We can always find healthy releases because, you know, whatever's going to, emotions want to be released. They want to be felt. Absolutely. And it's when Absolutely. we try to fight it that it makes it worse.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's like that dam. It's like putting that dam right there in the middle of the river, of that current. It's, the pressure's going to build up, build up, build up. And boy, when the dam, when the, when the foundations of that dam, which there really are no foundations to an emotional dam, when they break, it ain't pretty. Yeah. It ain't pretty. So, but it's yeah. often needed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like e- even letting yourself wallow in it for a while is completely okay because how else can we recognize that there's, that there's a release? You know, if, if we are so caught up in the whole cycle and in the maelstrom and the whirlpool that's, that, that's developed there in that current, we may not even recognize it. and We may not even recognize it going around in those circles, but yeah. So 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 you know yay you for for validating everything that you're going through. Yay you for you know acknowledging that you wanted to punch a few holes in, in a few walls. Yeah. And maybe that's something that we can do. Get get a, get a you know get a few 2x4s, make a little frame and then put some drywall on up up on it and then just punch a few holes through it and then put new drywall up whenever we feel the need to go back to it. Yeah.
0: Actually, when I, I was coaching someone, and, and usually I coach people remotely, but I was coaching someone locally, and they just had a lot of pent up, never expressed anger mm-hmm. and upset. They tried to; they were very stoic and contained. And I just bought some like used chairs at a yard sale. And I was like, here, it's so, like smash this, like band and bound, he like did it, and like oh, release and like I said, one, like oh my god, a few years ago, oh I'm smashing this chair, and it's so yeah, there, there is a release and destruction. Yeah, and when yeah. it's something you choose to destroy, as opposed to you know things that you do like and people in your life. You
1: know, <laughs> exactly. It's a impossible. Fantastic. And you know it's interesting because I noticed that it is different between men and women. Men really do like to just smash things apart. Women are okay with just smacking something. For so with women, I have like this uh, for uh, the uh, the uh, a rubber doll. It's called the damage doll, and they just grab it and they just whack it down. It's like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Um. I haven't really used that one with guys because fortunately, most of the guys I've I've worked with have been open enough to be able to let go without having to go to the extreme, of having to smash something apart. But I love the idea of the used chairs because... I just might keep that in reserve.
0: Yeah. Yep. Just visit some yard sale, buy $4 items, just, or even here's your $4 and smash it at their yard sale. That would be a fun experience.
1: (laughs) That would be a great one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Real man feel undercover camera thing.
1: Okay. Uh, This this brings up a a total, total squirrel moment. You know me, shiny squirrel. So, okay. Speaking of yard sales, um, I have a, a personal friend who their family was, Needing to get rid they were moving to the big city. They lived out in the middle of nowhere. They were moving to a big city and they had a pet donkey that they needed to get rid of. And they wanted to find a good family for the pet's donkey. And so they put up an ad and so forth. It wasn't necessarily a yard sale, but you know, several people would come by and they're like, I, we don't know, and so forth. Well, this one Vietnamese family shows up all excited. I mean, about 12 of them all pile out of this van and they're all looking at the donkey and all so excited. And the kids are like super excited and everything else. And, and they can tell that this family was just in love with their donkey. And so they go ahead and do the transaction and they lead the donkey over to, to the, the, tra- the trailer that they had hooked up to the back of the, of the van. And, and as My friend and his family are all watching the the donkey being loaded up. Suddenly, somebody pulls, one of the the Vietnamese family pulls out a baseball bat, whacks the donkey on the head. (laughs) Boom, done. It's like, don't have to tie it down or anything. It was their dinner. I'm like, wow, talk about the shock, you know. Smashing chairs, I think, would be better than watching. Yeah, a
0: little less dramatic on everybody.
1: <laughs> a lot less dramatic. Exactly. I hate, hate
0: to visit a pet store with that family. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, no wonder they are all excited. I mean, there's here's, like, protein for a month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for the buffet of- is open. But, <laughs> so, yeah, that's like travel with your own pet to get your <laughs> dinner. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, mean, I would tell I mean, You told me this story. I'm like, I was in shock. I mean, I'm kind of laughing about it now, but it was shocking at the time. I was just, just as horrified as they were, yeah. but you know, time does give you some perspective. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Actually, I remember, um, one of the first times I really learned how you could channel your, your aggression. Um, mm-hmm. I was in a mental hospital after a suicide attempt. I think I was 19 and they had those like, uh, bounce dolls that you can't knock down they're weighted they kept bouncing up like this thing and then I would wail on that thing and it was like this is the like I just like I forgot like oh that's what you need to like there are now adult coloring books sorts of things oh let's bring back some adult you know dolls that you you know take your vengeance out on
1: I think that'd be great. That reminds me of the little of the little weeblos yep. when, when we were growing up. You no know, weebles wobble but they don't fall down. Yep. One of my favorite things to do with those if it would be to actually put them out in the road and have, have cars roll over them. The, the the sound that they would make sounded like an exploding tire. <laughs> I'm saying something I've never told anybody before. It's coming out in real men feel. You know, one of my favorite childhood things to do would be to take little weebles. <laughs> and see how many cars would stop if they ran over it. Wow.
0: Yeah. Boy, and I thought I, I had quite a vandalism spree, and that's one that I had not heard of or done. So congrats. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> it was like super awesome.
0: All right. Well, now, now as I'm perusing yard sales, destroying furniture, I'll be looking out for blows too to stock up. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Stick them out of the road and see what happens. Yeah,
0: that will keep the, uh, the offended furniture owners from chasing me, right? They'll think they've blown a tire. Exactly. <laughs> awesome
1: oh gosh
0: well this uh has felt good and i, I was calling this a back to basics episode because this, this program began for us to get together and talk again and and share and be authentic and and model that that openness for for i was gonna say other men but really just all people
1: yeah for everybody for yeah. humanity this is this is a, one of those human things because while while we may be able to identify ourselves by our gender the one thing that unites all of us is our humanity and we are like or not. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You remember our, our episode when I was channeling as Samuel and I honestly don't know if we got into the whole gender thing or not during that episode, I have to go back and take a look at it. I know
0: that's why it started. Like that was the theme we're going for, but
1: yes, exactly. And then just what took a totally different direction, but you know, in, in the non-physical realm, there is no gender. Gender tends to show up, and we know we choose our genders as we come here. And so you know if, if you're one who believes in multiple lives, we've been both. And yeah, so, so the fact that we express ourselves in very specific ways while going through this particular life, and in a particular gender, all that it means is that we decided to experience things from a particular perspective. But that still doesn't negate the totality of who we are.
0: Yeah, it is, it is just perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I know I enjoyed this. Um, I hope others did it well. Uh, you know, I, I I do believe I've learned this enough that whatever's bubbling up for me, if I share it, it discovers that, wow, that same sort of thing is bubbling up for someone else. And even just of times that, that we were having similar experience that, that we didn't even really realize.
1: Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that, that's the fun thing about you and I having having been along this this journey together is that frequently, we we end up experiencing similar things at roughly the same time. So, it's amazing, and that's that's certainly a, a way to honor you, brother. Absolutely. Thanks. And uh.
0: And just to, to share that, that like, again, I hope the, the shows and listening, everyone gets something, gets what they need, learns things. Um, mm-hmm. early last month uh, show, you know, maybe 26 if someone's looking for it, but we talked to boys and Hodgson from the mankind project mm-hmm. and he talked all about their big weekend event called the new warrior adventure training. And so it was it interested me enough that I looked at it and it was coming up for me. And, um, it's happening in Massachusetts where I live. It's happening this coming weekend and and I'm doing it. So um, the plan is for our next show next Tuesday, uh, live at 8 PM Eastern, I'm going to share my experience at the new warrior training adventure weekend. And um, it gets it's my intention to share whatever shows up my full experience. Mm-hmm. However, as always, I retain the right to completely change my mind if something really whacked out or super personal or whatever, something, you know, but, but again, my I, I want to share what it's about and, and, it, and honestly to encourage guys to do it or discourage mm-hmm. them depending on, like, what shows up for me. But I'm also, I want to be delicate enough not to, like, kind of give any secrets away. So I don't, I don't have, you know. I don't yeah. want to, like destroy anybody else's surprise moments or ahas by sharing. Right. Toot. But so I'm going to share a lot of what happens to be not, not what other guys there go through. Right. I'm not sure how many, I think it's dozens of guys that are coming to this event. Um, so it's not going to be just like five or six people. And, right. Right. I've been, uh, I've been warned It's some outside stuff. I've been warned to bring towels and maybe thrown into the wilderness and hiking boots. and.
1: So Hmm. We'll
0: <laughs> uh, no one so, said nothing. no bats and donkeys have not been mentioned, so I think <laughs> safe there, I hope uh,
1: no bears or or anything like that either.
0: men, <laughs> we have bears here.
1: Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I guess we can say that real men shit in the woods, also, right?
0: I <laughs> guess <laughs> uh, I will proudly report on that. If that's awesome,
1: <laughs> so, uh, I am definitely looking forward to the report on that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it should be, uh, hopefully it's fun. It certainly should be interesting. But uh, and, and until then, everyone can uh, check out realmenfield.org, look at the notes, learn about the private Facebook group. We, uh, again, encourage your comments during shows, between shows, um, share what you want to hear about for future topics. We earlier were talking about doing some election special discussion in early November. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we'll put that on on Facebook um, and on Twitter to let people know that they can, you know, join in and take in part of the live discussion if they so choose. But, uh, so, huh. I, I still can't believe I have spent 10 days in Utah and did not <laughs> connect with you in person. Dude, but, I know, but I, I love you a lot and, and I love you a lot. So I think. It will
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, valid enough, valid enough. And, Again, I, I understood what was going on, and you, know, you had your buddies, and truthfully, my grandkids had showed up also, and so we both had we both had things that are kind of keeping us apart. I know that it'll happen again soon. Cool. Yeah, I, I might end up in Boston sometime in the near future, or, you know, the way it tends to work in our particular circle of friends is that we always end up seeing each other far away from where we actually live. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and we see each other in Key West or, or, or in other crazy places never right where we actually live. So yeah, just has to work out that way.
0: All right. Well, thanks again for another great episode. I hope uh, everyone listening and tuning in um, now tomorrow, 50 years from the recording date. Hope you get some value out of this and, uh, and please join us again.
1: Absolutely. We'll see you guys later.
0: Be well. Bye-bye.